You're listening to Overcome the Overwhelm for Special Needs Moms with Lauren Lowry. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to Overcome the Overwhelm. I hope everyone is doing really good and getting back into the swing of things after, you know, the winter holiday, all of the holidays that come with that. And it's also just that time of year of like cold and flus, right? And all the sicknesses and our kids um, school, our elementary school has chicken pox breaking out, which I feel like is very 90s of us kind of love it. (laughs) But also my daughter has discovered Full House on Hulu. And it's funny because there's an episode in there where the entire house gets chicken pox. And she's been very curious about chicken pox this past week before we watched it because some of her friends have chicken pox. And it's just kind of been funny because, you know, just her reaction to a show that was recorded in the late 80s and early 90s is hilarious. Oh my gosh, guys. Like, I just, I can't because... We were watching an episode, um, you know, the chicken pox episode, right? And Stephanie, if you're unfamiliar, she was about five years old, I think, in the episode. She has the chicken pox. She's sick. And her dad is telling her that she needs to drink fluids. And then her sister comes in with some fluids and brings her a whole tray of juice, right? And Kimber is, she says to me, she goes, that's not right. You're supposed to drink water when you're sick. (laughs) I was like, wow. That is the difference right there. Um, And speaking of sickness, if you cannot tell, my voice is not doing great. I am also coming off of a cold myself, not the chicken pox. But um, yeah, so you have to bear with me through this episode. I have not very much voice left. I've actually waited till the very last minute to record this. Uh, Because the day that I normally record my podcasts, I had no voice. Like, there was not going to be an episode if that was the last minute. (laughs) But thankfully, it's getting a little bit better. Uh, But the episode I did have planned for today, I had to put on hold because it was was longer. You know, had a little bit more substance to it. And I was like, I can't. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get through a minier, you know, a little shorter episode minier. That's totally a word, right? <laughs> but we're going to do it. We're going to do this one um, in place. And then I will record that next one for next week when my voice is back because I am very excited about it. I've been wanting to do the episode that's coming up. I've been wanting to do something on it for a while now and I'm excited about it. I don't know. I like it whenever there's episodes I get to do about like tangible things, right? Like things that you can, very practical outside things, right? Talk a lot about mindset. I love talking about mindset and emotions and everything like that. But whenever I can tie mindset and emotions to physical things in your world, mm, perfect. Chef's kiss. Those are my favorite. So be on the lookout for next week's episode. But that doesn't mean this week's episode is not going to be good because it is going to be good. I promise you. Um, I actually kind of love it because I want to talk about three lies that all special needs moms tell themselves. <laughs> and I don't know about all special needs moms, but these are very common. Um, you know, I have worked with a lot of special needs moms of all different varieties, if you will, in Overcome the Overwhelm. And if you're unfamiliar, that is my coaching program. It is a 12 week long program for special needs moms where essentially I help special needs moms get out of survival mode. I help them avoid burnout. I help them 
don't feel overwhelmed, right? Stop feeling overwhelmed, which hint is another tie to next week, but we'll hold off on that. (laughs) But yeah, I've worked with a lot of special needs moms in that program over the last year or so. And I can tell you these three lies come up quite a bit. Um, And they really have a large impact on moms' lives and kind of how they feel and how we feel and how we think determines how we show up. Right? It determines the results of our lives. That's what creates those results is the thoughts that we are thinking in our heads, whether they are conscious, you know, like your conscious stream, where you're thinking the sentences out loud, I guess you will in your brain, or if they are more subconscious thoughts. And those are the sneakier ones, the quieter ones that maybe are due to, you know, traumas or, you know, just little things of how we were conditioned and how we were raised. And these three lies are kind of a mix between the two. Um, Some you may be aware of and others you're like, oh, no, I don't really think that. And then whenever you really take a look, it's like, oh, wow, I really do have that belief. And that's what we do in Overcome the Overwhelm is we identify these lies that we tell ourselves, right? Or these beliefs that we have that are not serving us. We identify What is going on in our brains that is creating the unwanted result of our lives? Whether that's the unwanted result of being checked out on your phone all the time and not feeling like you're present in your children's lives, your family's lives, right? Or maybe it's just feeling like you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off always. You feel overwhelmed. You feel anxious and stressed. Or maybe you just feel downright depressed and like... I can't do this and things like that. Like we have to identify what's going on there, right? And whenever you can identify it, you can fix it. We can't just put band-aid fixes on things. We have to get down to the root cause, which is the limiting beliefs that we have. So what are these three lies that I'm talking about? <laughs> the first one, that, the lie that moms tell themselves, special needs moms, is that my, con- my child's condition is my own responsibility. And what I mean by that is believing that that is all on your shoulders, that your child's condition, their diagnosis, their disease, whatever that is, is all on your shoulders to, you know, think about the mental load that comes with that, to manage that condition, to maybe even find cures for that condition. All of that is on your shoulders. And whenever you have that belief This one, it's funny because it's not funny, but you know, not ha ha funny, but it leads to, you know, this kind of this pattern where you end up isolating yourself from others because you think I have to do it as my own responsibility. So you end up pushing away other people who want to help you. Where in reality, what maybe is best for your child is allowing others to help. I'm going to say that again. We push people away because we have that belief that it's, it's my responsibility. It's my duty as the mom. So we push other ways. I don't need help. But really, that may not be what's best for your child. And that is a perfect example. Maybe they have the answer that you don't. Or maybe you are just too burned out to be in a great space, to make great decisions, to make great problem solving for your child. Maybe you just don't have that capability right now. And that's okay. But whenever we aren't able to accept that help from others, we're doing a disservice to our children, right? 
So it leads to that isolating yourself. It leads to not asking for help or not accepting the help. And then whenever things go wrong or whenever you don't meet this, you know, this level of acceptance of care, you know, this like I have to do this list of things in order for me to feel like I've done a good job caring for my child. When you don't meet that unrealistic list, then you have feelings of guilt. You have feelings of shame. You have feelings of inadequacy that come up, right? Your child's condition is not just your responsibility. And I know that's a hard thing to accept. It is because you think that, no, my child is 100% my responsibility, And it's a yes and a no situation here, okay? Because if that thought is not serving you, which in this case it may not be, then it's okay. It's okay to accept help. Sometimes the responsible thing to do, sometimes being a good mom means accepting help. You got it? Okay. (laughs) Let's go on to number two. I should be grateful for what I have. This is also kind of similar, so I'm just going to lump it in with number two. I shouldn't complain because my child isn't nearly as bad as so-and-so's child. Now, I am always a fan of being grateful for what we have, right? I think gratitude is such a good way to kind of turn your brain, almost retrain your brain away from the negative thought patterns that it can have, right? It can kind of lean towards usually just normal human condition. That is what gratitude can do. But the thought I should be grateful for what I have, (laughs) that is not gratitude. That is shooting yourself. And if you haven't heard that, shooting myself is like my favorite statement. I cannot take credit for it. It is from Corinne Crabtree. She is a life coach, um, like a weight loss life coach for women. And she always talks about you should, oh, you're shooting yourself today, you know? Because whenever we tell ourselves we should be doing something and we're resisting that, we're resisting what is actually going on, it doesn't do any good for us, right? It doesn't give us any sort of benefit. It doesn't make us feel any different, except it makes us feel guilty, right? It doesn't lead to us being grateful. Oh, yeah, that's right. I should be grateful for what I have. I told myself I beat myself up about that this morning. Should have done it, right? Mm. Man, now I feel grateful because I got onto myself about that. No, that doesn't happen. Like, oh, I should feel grateful for what I have. Like, I shouldn't complain. My child isn't as bad as theirs. What what right do I have to complain about that? That is just beating yourself up for no reason. It's just talking to yourself in a way that doesn't serve, right? And this is another one of those limiting beliefs, one of those thought patterns. Anytime you say should is just a really good example of where your brain is just trying to tell you to do something, pretty much being a bully, right? Go back to the Regina George episode on that. She was all about should. Here's the thing, again, your child's condition is not related to anybody else's, right? How severe they are, you know, and I get this a lot. Again, back to overcome the overwhelm. Um, I will have moms feel bad in the first couple of sessions. It's funny. This has happened several times. They will feel bad about complaining to me because they feel that they don't have the right to complain to me because their child isn't, quote unquote, as severe as my child. 
which is just a load of bull because first off, I'm a coach. As a coach, it is my job to stay completely neutral. Like, I am Switzerland. You can talk about, like, I don't know, how your sister-in-law said this awful thing to you and she was just, like, like something just atrocious. And I will sit there and I will just stay neutral because that's my job. It's hard sometimes, right? But no, whenever it comes to, you know, someone feeling bad complaining about their child to me because they are afraid of what I will think because my child is more severe, quote unquote, again, I think that's just a useless term sometimes. It's just, it's funny because I don't have those thoughts at all. I am very separate, you know, just because maybe I think that my child can't walk and your child can, that doesn't mean that I think you don't have the right to be upset. You don't have the right. You don't have the, you're not valid in your emotions. Like, absolutely not. You are 1000% valid. Someone else's experience does not invalidate, unvalidate, whatever the word is there. Again, guys, I'm on some cold medicine right now. We're getting some fancy words tonight. (laughs) Doesn't it disvalidate, unvalidate, (laughs) whatever that word is there. It does not do that to your emotions. Okay, you have the right to feel how you feel. Does not matter. Because someone's situation will always be worse. I promise you. You can always find something worse because it is just, that's the way the world works. Okay? That doesn't mean that you can't feel the way you feel. You should, you know, oh, again, there with the should, right? (laughs) It doesn't mean you should make yourself feel a certain way. That is not how we change our thoughts. We do not beat ourselves into submission. We do not gaslight ourselves into feeling a certain way. That is not how we do thought work. That is not how we retrain our brain. And that's just going to get you to feeling really resentful towards yourself. Okay? All right. The third lie that moms tell themselves. Oh, I'm going to take a big, big deep breath before this one. I should be able to cure or fix my child's condition. And this one is usually more of a subconscious thought. But I think that moms, all moms, have this very deep-seated very like maternal instinct that they can fix their child, that they are there to care for their child and to help anything that could go wrong with this helpless little baby, right? That has been given to them, right? Like that is the maternal instinct that we have. And so again, it's probably not something you're going around thinking all day, like, oh, I should be able to cure my child's condition. Like, it's probably not something you consciously think. Maybe it is, but most likely not, right? But that is implying that mothers, we as mothers should be able to fix their disease, fix their, you know, genetics. It also implies that we are not doing enough to help them. And that's really where it comes down to. And whenever you have this this deep-seated belief, this very limiting belief in your life, It can lead to feelings of failure again, feelings of guilt, feelings of helplessness and out of control. So if you have those feelings, like you commonly feel like you have no control in your life, or maybe you see yourself in a pattern of like almost fighting for control, trying to control everyone around you, trying to control your circumstances. Whenever you really dig down into those thoughts, you might find there is on some level 
this belief that you should be able to fix your child's condition. You should be able to cure them. You should be able to solve all of their world problems. And I know I think we all wish we could, right? But we can only do so much. And that is a very solemn thought, right? To kind of think that we can only do so much. But the thought that we should be able to cure or fix them could really be doing a lot of damage in your life and how that could be showing up. Okay? So something to kind of uncover and think about. Like, I am just here to love my child and do what I can do. I don't need to control the situation. I can't control the situation. The only thing you can control is how you show up as a mom, is how you show up to your child and how you show up for your family. So those are the three lies that special needs moms tell themselves. And I think it's really important to remember that us special needs moms, we often have to handle more complex and more emotional situations than the average mom, right? Than the average person. And since we have, we have a higher amount of needs ourselves and that higher level of support and a higher level of help is required for us to truly survive and to truly thrive and for our families to thrive, right? We need more help and more support because we have more emotional, uh, more complex situation. Right. So if you were feeling like, why do I need more help than every other mom out there? It's because you have more going on. Okay. It is completely normal. In our community, absolutely, we need a higher level of support on a daily basis, whether that's emotional support, whether that is physical support and help around the house. Maybe that's hiring out. Maybe that is just. You know, whatever that support looks like, maybe it's going and actually having the support of fellow special needs moms. But I do want to offer if you need that mental load and that like that, you know, emotional support and that help on just balancing things and getting your life feel like you have that control again, feel like you're not feeling overwhelmed, getting out of survival mode. You need that kind of support. I got you. (laughs) I am here for you. That is what we do in Overcome the Overwhelm, okay? And it is a one-on-one support with me. We do weekly one-on-one calls. And our uh, the spring semester, it's not a semester, it's not a class, <laughs> but enrollment is opening now. So this is like the first announcement pretty much of it is when I'm doing this podcast. So if you want to sign up for that, then get in there. Let's get everything figured out let's figure out where these lies are in your brain how they are showing up how they're making you show up how they are keeping you stuck in survival mode right how they are keeping you overwhelmed and living in worry and anxiety right we have to figure out what's going on in there we can fix it we can solve for it we can give you more energy we can give you a lot better a lot less anxiety right a lot more peaceful of a life so if you guys are wanting to sign up for that, then just go to LowryLifeCoaching.com and you can go there and you can actually sign up. I'm going to have it opened up to do some free calls. So if you want a free consultation call, then there's a link right there. It says free call. You just click on that and we'll get you set up. I will also put the link for that in the show notes. So spaces for that will be limited, 
But those calls are absolutely amazing because that call alone, you can get the insight that you need into what's actually going on. So if you have, you know, you're like, man, I have a lot of these lies that she's been talking about. I feel that (laughs) we can talk about it. We can talk about where your biggest struggles are and actually get you feeling better right just from that call. And we can talk about, you know, is overcome the overwhelm a good choice for you, right? Is it the right fit for you and your family? So then, like I said, the link will be in the show notes for that. If you guys want to sign up for one of those calls and I will talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Overcome the Overwhelm. If you have questions or like more information, head on over to LowryLifeCoaching.com and I'll see you next week.